It's Medium Monday. <laughs> it's Medium March 15th. And the word of the day is juska, which means a hypothetical argument you play out in your head like a psychological batting cage where you connect more deeply with people than in the small ball of everyday life, which is an obnoxiously cautious game of change-ups, sacrifice bunts, and intentional walks. Used in a sentence, I am undefeated at Juska. <laughs> okay. Is it sad that most of my Juska isn't me winning arguments? It's just people apologizing for being so mean about the fact that I'm wrong. <laughs> that is sad. Well, not as sad as that minor monologues where somebody else keeps trying to get a word in. <laughs> anyway, I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the entire marketing department of Burger King comes down with type 1 diabetes. <laughs> Mike Mandel runs out of websites to get kicked off, so he starts making his own. <laughs> and beware the odds if you are a fascist who deserves to get stabbed. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, before we get started... Anything you want to mention that's grinding your gears? Yeah, thank you. My car registration is three years out of date, and what? I don't know where or how to get it renewed. Wow, <laughs> dude. I mean, we could tell you, but then you'd be more likely to drive, and that's not good for anybody. So. See, yep. now that's what the it's guys at Jiffy Lube said. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Total mystery. It's Giffy Lube. It's fine. <laughs> in our lead story tonight, in Royal Spill News... We have a story about the creepy inbred white people who technically rule over the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and 12 other countries that the U.S. lets them still have, <laughs> thanks to the <laughs> generosity of the creepy inbred white people who run the show over here. Yep. Also, the crown owns all the swans somehow. Yeah, the whole thing does. is yep. nonsense. Yep. I could care less about the royal family, and I'm using that correctly. I could care slightly less <laughs> i care about exactly two things number one royalty is stupid and it needs to go away forever and number two one of their in-laws the delightful Meghan markle gave us a peek into their pale recessive inner circle jerk last week which in turn made a bunch of idiot conservatives angry and that makes me happy so we're gonna talk about it Okay, Heath, in defense of the monarchy, the royal family might be inbred bigots, but at least when the king gets bad enough, you get to kill him and cut off his head. <laughs> you don't, though. They no. do, though. They've done that in a long time. <laughs> so, just in case anyone missed it, Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, Ooh. did an interview with Oprah, joined for part of the segment by her husband, Harry Windsor, the Duke of Sussex. Ooh. Here's one of the headlines about this, which I found thanks to our very good friend, Iran, on Facebook. The headline reads, A billionaire and two ex-royals sit under a shady pergola by the ocean to chat about victimhood and oppression. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of that take. Right, like so, I, a lot of people have tried to dismiss Markle's charges of bigotry and depression because fuck it, she's rich. And I know that that uh, headline speaks to more than that, but I think that it also reinforces that dangerous perception that shit like that doesn't count if you're well compensated. I'm also a, a pun or a joke or something. Here. <laughs> funny, funny. So yeah, semi ex royals <laughs> complaining about technicalities and title naming rules and reduced royal security detail. It's a little tone deaf in 2021 and all the other years. I yeah. don't care about <laughs> stupid royalty, stuff like that. Hurtful. But absolutely, in fairness to Meghan Markle, they got into a serious conversation about 
suicidal ideation, actually, at one point, and some ridiculous levels of bigotry in that family. So there was definitely some victimhood. Also, in fairness to Oprah, who's dealt with a whole bunch of oppression despite being a billionaire. Now, one thing we learned from Markle is that when you move into a castle, they just take all your stuff. Like, your car keys <laughs> and your passport, because they're fucking insane. And if you're half African-American like Meghan Markle, and you're about to have a child with one of their princes, they have conversations about literally acceptable skin tone oh, wow. that almost certainly involved the word quadroon at some point. <laughs> Meghan and Harry didn't narc on the particular people who said that stuff, but that's the type of thing that happened. Okay. To be fair, again, to the monarchy, the last time the queen let her family just go driving wherever they wanted, they died and her son-in-law's ex became the people's princess. So you got to be careful yeah. with this stuff. Yeah, mm. no, British princesses and driving this rough mix. I Thank you. <laughs> I get it. One so, point for the monarchy. A bunch of bigoted, undeserving millionaires got criticized. And that's a big problem for other bigoted, undeserving millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that includes vaginal desiccant Ben Shapiro, <laughs> who described Meghan Markle as a B-rate TV actress. And that is over the line. Suits was an amazing show. I love that show. She was delightful in that. <laughs> Shapiro was also very triggered by Harry. And Shapiro said, quote, imagine being Prince Philip. No. Fighting Nazis, <laughs> helping preside over the UK during the Cold War and the economic struggles of the 1970s, which, yeah, it's a tough time for a prince in the UK, I'm sure. <laughs> Continuing, and now watching your spoiled grandson call the royal family a vile repository of bigotry. I'm so End sorry, quote. Heath, you're going to have to repeat that. I, he told me to imagine being Prince Philip, and I'm still doing my 18th vest up. Uh, to get into characters, so just run that one more nice. A lot of vests. A lot I'm of so, vests. I'm sorry, but helping preside over the UK. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Did they let him lick the fucking spoon when they were done? I you did it. help. Right. You did help stop the Nazis, <laughs> Prince. No, he fought, but whatever. Yeah, that's not the point. So yeah, Prince he Philip. like fight, fight, though. It's like what? in the back. Wasn't, wasn't he in the, the Navy or something? Oh, I'm yeah. Sure the Navy did not the point. The yeah, presiding sure over right the economic the struggles <laughs> as Prince. Go fuck yourself for that, especially. <laughs> but yeah, Prince Philip, according to Ben Shapiro, he took up the white man's burden and got accused of bigotry. Can you fucking imagine that? <laughs> Unacceptable. We also heard from alt-right activist Charlie Kirk, who... um. Was a confusing face. He does. Right? Yes. Is he a Dick Tracy villain? Is he a McDonald's Happy Meal mascot? I, I think it's both somehow. It's very upsetting, whatever's happening there. Well, according to Charlie Kirk, quote, As for Markle's revelation to Oprah that a senior royal expressed concern about the baby's possible skin tone, I don't think anyone said it. I think she's making it up like Jussie Smollett, end quote. Based oh, on damn the... it. Everyone took all the good racist spins on legitimate concerns about racism. <laughs> I guess I drew the say the quiet part out loud straw again. Here we go. God. And that brings us to my favorite absurd reaction. Yes. We got a full-blown meltdown from Piers goddamn Morgan, who looks like... Uh, kind of like Stephen Fry had all his talent surgically removed through his face and did a little <laughs> bit of damage during the surgery. Yeah. Pierce was doing his awful morning show and ranting about how Meghan Markle is evil and how she definitely read his text, but she didn't respond. I can tell she read it. The thing, but she didn't text me back. 
And then his co-host, Alex Beresford, was like, dude, you're fucking awful. And Pierce Morgan got up in the middle of the show and stormed off the set in a big huff. <laughs> and, and then some of the other hosts, they did that pretend sympathy thing like, oh, come on, Pierce. Pierce, don't do this. Pierce, don't. <laughs> oh, you're so far away. You probably can't hear oh, him. Oh, I can't reach him. He's leaving. But Beresford just keeps going. He's like, no, no, fucking let him leave. We come here every day. We have to sit here, listen to his bullshit, piece of shit, hot takes. This is our lives. This is our lives. We do this every day. It's our jobs. He's garbage. Let him go. And, and because their set is all extra spread yes, out right yes. now oh, for social distancing, it takes Piers Morgan way longer than he expected yes. to storm out. It was like too slow and not impactful. So the rant from Beresford just keeps going for a while. It's fucking fantastic. Well, and you could like see him realize like, fuck it. I set my microphone down now and I'm so far away from it. I can't walk back to it now. And he's just yeah. telling me to fuck off. I got to take it. Yep. And best part. Piers Morgan is now resigned fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Heath, you you only hinted at the best part. The reason Piers Morgan hates Meghan Markle so much and uh -huh. he has told this story on television is because they went on a date once and she never called him again and married the prince instead. Right. <laughs> what? Yes. He's not just a sexist right-wing idiot. He's a sexist right-wing idiot who wants to know why Meghan Markle didn't want to fuck him instead of the prince. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. Oh, He's fucking awful. He, really he doesn't is. have a job right now. So, uh, bottom line, Team Meghan. Oh, yeah. All the fucking way, Team Meghan. But also... Royalty is stupid. Yes. It's got to go. It costs the UK taxpayers about $115 million a year to have the royal family. Wow. Granted, that's only about $1.75 a person per year. But still, for just the price of a cup of coffee, you can sponsor a royal <laughs> bigot in need. But don't. That's dumb. It's oh, yeah. dumb. If you guys have an extra buck seventy-five each, I'll take it. <laughs> right. Okay. Counterpoint <laughs> with the monarchy... Sometimes you get a head of state who sucks, but with representative democracy, it's guaranteed. It's right there in the name representative. <laughs> so, <laughs> counterpoint, you don't get to switch royal families quadrennially. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Counter, a, counterpoint a very is the sharp one I am going with. <laughs> for the quadrennial <laughs> toss-over. <laughs> All right. On that, uh, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Hey, podcast listener, I'm Eli Bosnick, just jumping in to let you know that we've gotten a ton of wonderful feedback about this week's sponsor, BetterHelp. Since we started advertising for them, a bunch of listeners have reached out to let us know that BetterHelp was able to help them get the mental health care they needed for the very first time. And we just wanted to say that is awesome. So... What's better help? Well, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. But I'm going to tell you my two favorite things about BetterHelp. The first is that BetterHelp has a broad range of expertise available, which might not be locally available in a lot of areas. Maybe you need a therapist who's trans-affirming, sex work positive, or non-religious. BetterHelp can help you find that therapist. But the second thing I love about BetterHelp is just as important. 
bad therapists happen. That's why BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed. No going back on the hunt to find a local therapist who takes your insurance. No awkward therapist breakups. They just get you the help you need easily and for free. And don't forget that BetterHelp is often less expensive than traditional offline therapy and they have financial aid available. So even if money is tight right now, it might be worth checking out. So if you'd like to join the folks who listen to our show and get the help you need from a licensed professional therapist, visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's BetterHelp and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Skeptocrat listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. BetterHelp, getting the help you need, but, you know, better. We're back. Next up in headlines in Burger Return of Kings news. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. This past International Women's Day, it was more important than ever for us as a society to take a step back and recognize the disproportionate effect that the COVID-19 pandemic has had on women. With children kept home from school, many women found themselves juggling their own work as well as virtual learning with their children, all while dealing with the tremendous psychological pressure and trauma that comes with living through the deaths of more than half a million people. Oh, Return of Kings is that MRA bullshit yes, thing, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. I, I thought it was a Tolkien thing, and I was like, where are you going with this? Okay. The two towers are No, boobs. it's that bullshit men's rights. Thing. Got it. Yeah. Well, anyways, all those reasons is why Burger King tweeted and bought a full page ad in the New York Times last week that said, Women belong in the kitchen. Woof. God damn. Read the room. Obviously, you have a violent coup by the Burger Queen. Right. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, so no, good. But, but it's okay. Eli, Eli, it's fine. This was a sexism pump. Fake. They were pretending <laughs> to be. Se- sexism is okay as long as it's clickbait. Yeah, right? yeah. absolutely. Okay. Saved it. <laughs> yeah. So somehow, without managing to run this campaign by a single female employee or human being, Burger King managed to plan and launch an international advertising campaign based on tweeting, Women belong in the kitchen, and then responding with another tweet underneath that that said, if they want to, of course. Yet only oh. 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. End quote. Not adding Ed Burger King? Ed Burger King. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm assuming they made a giant apology to all women and also to the word culinary. <laughs> and well, kitchen. we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So they continue in a third tweet. We are proud to be launching a new scholarship program, which will help female Burger King employees pursue their culinary dreams. End quote. That scholarship program, by the way, is two $25,000 scholarships for two female Burger King employees, <laughs> which uh, if you're doing the math is just about a fifth of the $250,000 they spent on the New York Times full page ad. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, no, that's solid. Lots of people just can't get a job at Burger King without money for, for culinary school. <laughs> so, <laughs> solid program. Well, to be clear, they're not sending culinary graduates to Burger King. They're sending Burger King employees to culinary schools to go to... Oh, real- oh okay. <laughs> That's so much better. Well, it, it's also such a weird admission to make as a restaurant, right? Like They're like, hey, if you do well enough here at Burger King, we'll send you off to learn how to make real food. <laughs> right. <laughs> Will you come back and teach us? No? no. Okay. 
So in reaction to the controversy, Burger King has responded, you know, like a company that thought this campaign was a good idea in the first yeah, place. Yeah, right. So first, they responded to a tweet from KFC Gaming. By the way, KFC Gaming is a thing. Yep. <laughs> that what? they should delete the tweet. Burger what King. What games do they? What does that even chicken mean? It's a game games. system that keeps your chicken warm. What? Okay. I'm, you found Heath's meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a switch that runs really hot. <laughs> so in response to KFC Gaming being like, what the fuck are you doing? Burger King said, quote, why would we delete a tweet that's drawing attention to a huge lack of female representation in our industry? We thought you would be on board with this as well. End quote. <laughs> guys, guys. Wow. The grab them by the pussy line drew attention to sexism. This this grenade is not a shield of some sort. <laughs> Burger King thinks they just like pointed out that sexism is a problem just now. That That was them. Yeah. They're the ones who introduced it. So later, a spokesman from Burger King almost apologized, saying, quote, it was our mistake to not include the full explanation in our initial tweet and have adjusted our activity moving forward because we're sure that when people read the entirety of our commitment, they will share our belief in this important opportunity, end quote. Not adding, plus this totally wrecked our plan to tweet out the N-word for Black History Month <laughs> next year. Would have drawn so much attention to racism. <laughs> cool. Looking forward to that for... From Burger King, the tweet that says, N-word, thread, one of two. <laughs> two of two. Let me finish. Let me finish. N-word, context, is an offensive term that shouldn't be used without really good context like this done with thread. Yeah. So I think it's obvious the folks over at uh, BK need some major help. And we here at the Skeptocrat are givers. So Burger King, it's too late to walk back. So what you've got to do is double down and get those sweet, sweet... MRA fast food dollars. <laughs> so, without further ado, we'd like to present the newest advertisement for Burger King. And I've included a link here for the actual KFC console that keeps your chicken warm. So, um, fucking best. Wait, it's real. That's yeah. a real thing. That's a real thing. You can actually buy that. It's a real yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the world's first built in chicken chamber. Yes. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, it's not. What does it play? I think wow. doesn't it play PlayStation games? I want to buy actually one. Got a pretty good graphics card. Yeah. <laughs> the moment they convinced the guy to do that graphics card was a weird moment, right? Where they were like, "Well, let's not half-ass it. Let's actually make a yeah good <laughs> video game console." Hi, I'm Andrew Cuomo, and I'm the head of communications at Metro Police. Are you like? Wicked good ally, but, like, everyone's lying about it based on things you, like, maybe said or did? Did you give out perfectly great advice to ladies about not getting so raped and whatnot? Does nobody get your hilarious jokes at work because everyone's so fucking sensitive these days? Well, then come on down to Burger King, governor. Our burgers are the fifth best fast food burgers on the market, technically. But you won't notice that as you slowly chew them while staring into the middle distance in your apartment alone because you'll be too busy being too much of a coward to kill yourself. You sure will. Or maybe get an order of our french fries, which are cold but also stale. They're just the right compliment to jerking off to your ex's Facebook photos. Burger King, if everybody you meet is an asshole, it's probably the fault of women. And speaking of things that are women's fault, hair loss. So let's hear from our next sponsor this week, <laughs> Keeps. 
yes, Mr. Enright. Hey, doctor, how are you? Uh, good, good. Yeah, you, you found your way through the tunnel that my secretary dug? Okay. Uh, yeah, I did. It doesn't seem super safe, yeah, though. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Uh, so, uh, oh, and sorry to keep you in the waiting room so long. There's a coughing convention in town. Coughing convention, yep. I saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're just everywhere. So, um, how can I help you today? So, I was looking for some medication for hair loss. Uh, excuse me, doctor? Uh, yes, nurse mask around your chin. I was just wondering how close I could stand to your patient while we're having this conversation. Well, closer than that, I'm sure. Mm, this close? Yeah, yeah, uh, about that close. It's tight. All right, really thank tight. you. Sorry, now, I, I'm, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I have 40 patients today, so I've already forgotten everything you just said to me. Um, hair loss medication. Oh, oh, so you're trying Keeps. No, uh, what's Keeps, though? Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They provide convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Or make my way through your tunnel, or sit in your waiting room. I None of that. that. None of that. Plus, it's low cost. Treatments start at just $10 a month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Wow, $10. My copay for being here is actually way more expensive than that. Yeah, sorry. The only insurance I take now is carved into a golden plate on the space shuttle? Sure. Yeah. Yep. So if you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Skeptocrat to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Skeptocrat to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Skeptocrat. Thanks, Doc. I will. Now, uh, if, if, if you'll just step into our exit cannon, we can get you out of here. Can I just walk out? Nope. Tunnel collapsed while we were talking. Okay. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Noah's obligatory space nerd story news, the Hubble telescope is fine. Ish, is, is it? Ish, ish. Thanks for asking. Uh, but we had a brief scare last weekend when a software glitch unexpectedly kicked the telescope into safe mode, uh, which sounds decidedly unsafe. Actually, uh, the malfunction occurred early on March 7th, and NASA was quick to downplay the severity of the problem, despite the fact that it took them four fucking days to bring it partially online. And even then, they're not exactly sure what the fuck happened. Okay. In fairness, four days is a lot less in metric. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That's a confusing thing for Hubble. NASA's just looking at space like your dad trying to use his broken television. He's just, it's fine. You just got to slap the side yeah, a right. couple of times. <laughs> picture comes right back. Somebody stand in the corner of the room <laughs> at NASA. Just don't, don't. Don't move your hand. Don't move your hand. Stand in the corner of the universe. (laughs) So NASA released a statement on Friday assuring the public that the Hubble is not just online, but, quote, using the cosmic origin spectrograph instrument to map gas flows in active galactic nuclei, end quote. A superfluous bit of information that made it into the press release because when you're explaining how you don't know why the $1.5 billion space telescope is fritzing out, you want to soften the blow by reminding people that you're doing some very seriously verbose science shit in the meantime. But yeah, (laughs) the statement describes the problem with the impressively vague phrase, a low voltage issue that prevented it from returning to operations. It's a, a great one to keep in your pocket next time you have to explain why the phone you just dropped in the toilet isn't working. Well, it was a low yeah, voltage no, no. issue. Tex- Texas was just having a, a libertarian low voltage <laughs> issue. Exactly. That's yeah. all that was. I like new honest science. They're just come out smoking. Whatever. We gave you guys a COVID vaccine over a holiday weekend. Our space camera's broken. We fucked up our big satellite thing. One of the girders came loose. Fix it. You owe us. (laughs) Now, okay, for old folks like myself, I think it's important that we keep in mind just how cutting edge that telescope isn't at this point. 
Okay, so like right now, we are further from the Hubble's launch than the Hubble's launch was from Yuri Gagarin becoming the first man in space. I feel like KFC made a video game console that's more advanced <laughs> it is, than the yeah, Hubble right, at this point. Exactly. Significantly <laughs> exactly. more advanced than the Hubble. Yeah, so no, look, eight months after the Hubble was launched, <laughs> Tim Berners-Lee tested the World Wide Web software for the first time. Okay, the cutting edge game console at that time was the super fucking Nintendo. Ooh. Yeah, it, it was originally the Hubble was originally designed to last 15 years and we passed that threshold more than 15 years ago. But somehow using the programming equivalent of rubber bands and chicken wire, we're still taking pictures of it, despite it being double the age it was designed to last. So good <laughs> sending rockets with duct tape. To yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. I, it's the Heath Enright car school yeah. of <laughs> exploration. Listen, I'm, I'm working with an 05 now, an 05. <laughs> Yeah, Look at you, not. Easy Rider. Yeah, I, but to be fair, I feel the same way about my body. I mean, sure, it doesn't work great, but just as soon as Anna gets the funding, she's going to launch the CI-1, and that'll do some really cool what? shit. The CI-1? Yeah, it's uh, Capoeira Instructor 1. That's oh, the next model. Yeah. And in holy libel news. I love hey. this story so goddamn much. So my <laughs> Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, is launching a new social media website. Sort of, yeah. maybe. <laughs> he's launching a website just like he's proving that Donald Trump won the election. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by that, I mean he's a liar who's getting sued and failing miserably. Apparently, this goes along with the upcoming sequel to his election conspiracy documentary, Absolute Proof. Absolute Proof got him sued by Dominion Voting Systems and probably Smartmatic. Dominion for $1.3 billion. Absolute Proof also got him a... Razzie nomination for Worst yes. Actor and Worst Picture just recently. <laughs> so I guess it was the perfect time to launch a new brand. The social media site is going to be called Vocal, you know, but spelled all internet-y with, with no A. Yeah, which makes it way too high tech for most of its intended audience, right? This is a user base that gets their political information from pillow commercials. <laughs> I do not think they're going to jack in with quite the frequency Mike is hoping for. Well, I don't think Mike Lindell is that savvy either. I guarantee you that if this isn't a closest thing to the website that we wanted that wasn't taken thing, it's a Mike Lindell doesn't know how to spell vocal thing. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. So following the announcement about vocal, a website called Vocal with the A <laughs> immediately had its lawyer send a letter to Lindell explaining how the internet works and how trademarking works. In response, Lindell told reporters that he had no idea about an existing website on the information superhighway like that and no idea how he was supposed to know about that. And regardless, he said the name is unrelated. What? Despite having literally described his site as, quote, all about being able to be vocal again. Lindell claimed that vocal, which was in all caps all of a sudden, it's actually an acronym that stands for Victory of Christ's Love. Oh, okay. Well, to be fair, Lindell's audience is already typing in on all caps as it is. So okay. it, it, it makes sense to assume that. <laughs> If, you, if I'm the people at Vocal.com, I'm going to send a follow-up that's like, no, no, our website actually stands for Victory of Christ's Anal Love. This is still a trademark violation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you got the, your airplanes are a computer. <laughs> so, a few hours later, after getting that letter from the lawyers, Lindell's legal team showed him the 
ins and outs of World Wide Web browsing, and he announced, okay, so the name Vocal would be confusing. We're going to get a new name and new Earl by next week. <laughs> and according to Lindell, the site, whatever it's going to be called, it's going to be, quote, unlike anything you've ever seen. He also described it as a cross between Twitter and YouTube, <laughs> which are uh, invisible, apparently. <laughs> kind of like these two things that you see. Oh, yeah. my God. So he's about to invent TikTok, and he has no fucking idea. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. You could do dances on it. Nope. Yep. <laughs> he's building Nazi TikTok. I've heard there's a fat baby named Madison we could get. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, before you ask, no... Lindell's new site is not going to get hacked or shut down. No. Like Gab and Parler and Lindell's Facebook and Lindell's Twitter and Lindell's YouTube. <laughs> First of all, they have as many as 10 people on their staff, oh, roughly in the ballpark of 10. And they, those are real people who are not made up. Real, real people are doing that. He'd tell us about who they are and where they're working as a location, but it's classified to protect their personal safety. Jesus fucking Christ. And, and in terms of IT security, they're going to have their very own servers Ooh. and a highly advanced system to prevent hacking that's made of, quote, <laughs> space age stuff. Oh, really? Exact quote. <laughs> So, okay, wait, as the resident space nerd, I want to remind everybody that space age refers to things that happened after 1957. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And you know that team just gets together for lunch and they're like, all right, everybody, I gave Mike Lindell the empty shell of a MacBook Pro. I think we can get six months of pay out of telling him that's the website. Let's just give him that. And he'll just run his hands up and down it. We catch Warming up chicken on his servers. He's happy about it. Yeah. So apparently Lindell had a rally, in an in-person rally in Arizona to announce the now untitled website project. And he told the cheering crowd, every word on the new site. Is going to say Dominion, Smartmatic Fraud, Vaccine Fraud. What? He's, he's making a libel forum. His new plan is <laughs> crowdsourcing the libel like Spartacus or something. He's doing libel torrent. Right. It's going to go great. Oh, shit. Okay, Eli, go ahead and grab, I guess, Dominion, Smartmatic, Fraud, Vaccine, Fraud.com. I, fe I feel like he'll negotiate. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It stands for Victory is Christ's Love. <laughs> <laughs> And in low blood sugar babies news, Burger King may have a new mascot ready in the in the wings this week. Of course, I'm talking about high school basketball announcer Matt Rowan, who was caught on air using the N-word about students who kneeled in peaceful protest during the national anthem. Mr. Rowan noticed the kneeling before the game and, unaware that his mic was on, can be heard saying, quote, they're kneeling, fucking N-words. I hope Norman gets their asses kicked. Fuck them. I hope they lose. Jesus End Christ. quote. Sorry, what? My mic is on? It's <laughs> classic satire. Is what you say. <laughs> Haven't you guys seen Loquisha? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to say it, right? All right, so we got we to gotta pull back on the frame here a little bit. Keep in mind, this is that man taking umbrage at the suggestion that America is racist. <laughs> yep. That's fair. Yep. And while Rowan hilariously initially denied making the comments yeah, into a microphone, <laughs> yeah. 
oh no, it wasn't me, it was Mr. Saki. <laughs> he has since put out a press release apologizing for the real culprit. Of course, I'm talking about type 1 diabetes. Yep. Here's the what? apology in part. Quote, I am a family man. I am married, have two children, and at what? one time was a youth pastor. Oh, well, in that case. <laughs> I continue- he no longer has that job, <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I continue to be a member of a Baptist church. Oh, so that's the right one. That's the one with the real genius. They're, they're really hard to stay in. Yeah. yeah they'll, they'll kick you right out. <laughs> I have not only embarrassed and disappointed myself, I have embarrassed and disappointed my family and friends. I will state that I suffered type 1 diabetes. What? And during the game, my sugar was spiking. Oh, Jesus while, fucking Christ. While not you. excusing my remarks, nope. it is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented. That I often, scream slurs. <laughs> <laughs> that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible <laughs> statements absent my sugar spiking, end quote. No, I mean, I get it. The outtakes of that Wilford Brimley commercial are very upsetting. <laughs> the right amount of insulin. I, I think the- Christ. There's a low voltage N-word problem. Yeah, right, I don't know what happened. Right, exactly, exactly. I think the most fucked up bit is that the most reasonable aspect of his bullshit non-pology was the diabetes thing, yep. right? Like the fact that he used to be a youth pastor, that he convinced a woman to marry him, that, that he doesn't devour his young, somehow even less relevant to his character. Yeah, but the conclusion of this apology is my favorite part. Yes. So here, here it is, right? <laughs> Quote, while the comments I made would certainly seem to indicate that I am racist. <laughs> they seem that way. They do. I am not. Okay. No? I have never considered myself to be racist. Oh, good. And in short, cannot explain why I made these comments. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> words just... <laughs> exact quote. <laughs> Damn, those were squatter words. Look, I, well, no, to be fair, though, he didn't have access to that rigorous high dollar not saying the N-word course that Papa John has. So. Yeah, just 20 <laughs> short months. Check your privilege. <laughs> Papa John's actually doing two $25,000 scholarships <laughs> to learn how to not say the N-word as a broadcaster. All right, so Fuck. And, <laughs> and finally tonight, as we pass the one-year anniversary of the seventh time Donald Trump publicly assured people that COVID-19 was totally going to go away on its own, with over 530,000 freshly minted corpses in the rearview mirror and the finish line of the year-plus lockdown just now coming into view on the horizon, the Trump communication team has a message for the American people, and that message is, you're welcome. Yes. Yep. He actually he sent out an official communicate official in air quotes because he's not an official. It's just him nope. reminding the American people to thank him for that awesome vaccine that he presided over. Yeah, it's good stuff. Also, he didn't mention this part, you know, probably out of modesty. Uh huh. But. Black Lives Matter, thanks to Donald Trump. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, I mean, maybe Abe Lincoln did more for the black community, but it's not clear. It's no, very it's much the, the mattering out. was yeah. him. That uh, that happened on his watch. <laughs> so, yeah, the the man whose chief accomplishment as president, according to his own side, was not slowing down the economic growth Obama handed him by all that much in the first three years, <laughs> thinks he's not getting enough credit for keeping Joe Biden's seat warm while people so outside his administration as to be in other countries often made several different vaccines <laughs> so in a fucking 
proxy tweet fancily delivered to us on pretend letterhead that just says the office of Donald J. Trump, but still has the presidential seal on it. Schmuckle Arrange said, quote, I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19 often referred to as the China virus vaccine, a little parenthetical racism there, um, that if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best and probably wouldn't be getting it at all. I hope everyone remembers, end quotes. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> I used to be important. This Diet Coke button is broken. It's broken. Tyler? It's broken. Tyler? Internet. It's- it's not connected to anything. <laughs> so, so yeah, the guy whose pandemic policy primarily consisted of lying, mocking people for wearing masks, silencing medical experts, and hosting super spreader events, sure hopes we remember the past that he just made up wherein he served as something other than a counterweight to relief efforts. In fact, <laughs> as the only ex-president who declined to participate in the let's all get vaccinated regardless of our politics ad, he's currently a counterweight to those efforts. For for fuck's sake, he got vaccinated in secret and didn't allow any official images to be taken when it happened. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't get caught being a nerd. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in that spirit, I would officially like to take credit for every time someone has been nice to Ray Comfort. Uh, especially about his physical appearance. You are right, welcome, right. Ray. Every time somebody didn't make fun of your physical appearance, you owe me a thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, so, but despite the echoing pettiness and the omnipresent reminder of our national stupidity, this is still fucking lovely. Oh, right. Because it's just, it's this wonderful glimpse into his current life. It's so sad for right, him. Yeah, because right he's, he's sitting in his gaudy ass <laughs> resort. The cable news is on too loud. He's all pissy and pucker faced over the way that Joe Biden's approval rating is hovering a solid 10 points above where his was at this point in his presidency and several points above his high watermark. And he's watching Biden deliver that very presidential speech on Thursday where he didn't even have to blame anybody for fucking anything up. And he's still unable to tweet about it. Oh, so he has to, like, have somebody dictate this bullshit little letter that you know is dictated because he describes the vaccine as beautiful and he can't get all the way through it without some racism. And he has to outsource some bullshit letterhead on Fiverr and then get somebody else to tweet a picture of it. Is vocal.com up yet? I need to source. I should have stolen more stamps from the presidential library. (laughs) Then I could use those. I just, this is a great image for all of those people that were worried about how powerful he was going to be in his post presidency. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm really happy about that. On that note, we're going to close it out. Happy ending. Thanks to No Illusions. (laughs) Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like W.C. Yonushonis, Barry Colleen, Sandra Wright, Avril Parks, Matthew Barrowcliffe, Cass, Just Chris Please, Stacey Coleman, Renee Fuentes, and listening to you is what's keeping me sane now, thank you, whose dicks and vaginas are so beautiful... I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. The more I get of you, the stranger it feels. Yeah. And now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the gray. Isn't it the grave? No, everybody thinks 
everything about yeah nobody knows those lyrics correctly i had to look it up to make sure I had it okay. right. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge maybe it was what you said i don't know i looked it up those sites are wrong sometimes too i don't know i wasn't sure what it was something like that seal kiss from rose whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of the Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Tell the nurse to step away. Nope. I'm still here. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, baby. You're right up in... I'm a nurse, but I really still have close. a mask around my chin. Are you Deanna Lorraine? <laughs> are you Deanna Lorraine? <laughs> you have to tell me. It's like being a cop. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.